Hello and welcome to Gatsby Fridays, a show about getting the best out of a creative life from two creative directors working around the world and based in New York City. I'm your host, Alex Jamilio. And I'm Sarah Semi. Today we talk about how Gatsby Fridays started and how it's going. Like superheroes, we discuss its origin story. Unlike superheroes, we'll talk about the challenges we face and where we go from here. And at the end of each episode, we make a signature cocktail to toast cheers to you. So hang with us as we talk how it started, how it's going. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And And this this is Gatsby Gatsby Fridays. Fridays. Sarah, before we start a conversation, let's do a check-in. How are you? And what are you wearing? I like what you're wearing, by the way. I appreciate that. Thank you. I am wearing yeah, leggings I bought specifically to look more proper, as if I wasn't wearing leggings. Carbon 38, leatherette, high-waisted. They have these all these seams that make it look more like, you know... They look like jeans, like, like leather like moto pants. Exactly. That's the whole point. But at the end of the day, they're just yoga pants. Does that look better? <laughs> so... Welcome to my winter uniform. This might come up before the end of the season again because this is exactly why I bought them for. And I have a cropped um, pink Did you get sweater. multiples of these? No, I only bought one because it didn't come in other colors. I also like, you know, black leather. I was like, what, a, what, you know, what other colors? You know what would be a great color? color? Like a copper. would be mm, really cool. Yeah, not me. I'm sure it would look great on someone else. Oh, copper? I don't... copper is a cool color. But then all of a sudden you walk into disco land. It's already reflective. It's black. If you put the no, copper in it, then all copper. of a sudden we're on stage. And, I'm, you know, we're, we're trying to be, like, on the border of stage with this one. <laughs> we're looking to be, is a conscious decision that I'm wearing leggings? But they are leggings. Okay. The comfort is there, but the appearance is on the border of being more Let's than that. Let's not get it twisted. Comfort. And the sweater is, it's like a baby, like, almost like a... If you can get Pepto pink on a wool sweater, that's what I got. It's, it's cool. It's cropped. It's bulky, but it's like super cropped. So it's me making, it's it's trying to make Looks me feel cozy. skinnier than I am, but it's also super warm. Cozy and oh warm. Oh my God. It's a good look. What are you wearing and how are you feeling? So we are both wearing chunky sweaters. Mine is just a black kind of a fisherman type of sweater in black and, you know, wash jeans and I am not wearing my signature Jordans. I'm, I'm wearing some Nike cross trainers. But I am wearing, because it's Gatsby Fridays, I am wearing my Smith shirt. Oh. It's a handful oh. of hollow. And the reason why I'm wearing this one is because I love the Smiths, even though Morrissey is a polarizing figure. Are you trying to sneak figure. your rock band t-shirt Fridays into Gatsby Fridays now? Always, because it's Friday. <laughs> because it's Fridays that these drop. So I, I figured, let me just wear... Also, I own a lot of band t-shirts. I know. So I just have to wear them as regular as t-shirts. Note, Alex had this band t-shirt Friday Instagram post for the last couple of years with his co-workers. Yes. So that's just me taking a stab and saying, are you trying to sneak that in here? I wish, I, you know, I wish I should do that more. I, I, I miss that. I miss that time. No one's in the offices anymore. No, so there's no reason <laughs> for me to be. Well, you know, I can take pictures on my own. I don't care. All right, okay. band T-shirt Fridays, everyone. Alex, we're halfway through our second season. Yes. And I think we are finally ready to talk about this 
podcast project we're tackling and the behind the scenes and how it came about and where we're going with it, which is why we are rocking on this meme that's been going around how it started, how it's going, because we definitely have the gold mine for that and how it started and how it's going. You should definitely put that meme, by the way, on our site so people can see what we mean. Oh, there's so many that uh, and my favorite's going to be the one with Obama and Oprah. Just oh, <laughs> to get you started. that's a good one. That's there's a, a lot one. of them out there. I'll, I'll, I'll put a collection out onto our Instagram. Um, but so, we have started a long time ago before we started doing a podcast. This is not our first time talking about important subjects that we value in terms of career or art or creativity or even social justice or where we fit in the world it, it's never been about political alliances it's more about who you and i are has always been and we started and this conversation a long time ago very long time ago yes. and yes we have started as we've joked along the way that we started over boozy brunches in soho but at the end of the day we didn't just you know we didn't just drink and hang out we were talking about what the movies that we saw meant. All of that has led us here today. Exactly. So, coming back to this meme of how it started, how it's going, I really thought that this is a very appropriate way to frame to talk about this project because this has been a lot of a lot of work, a huge undertaking for us, both of us, considering yes. that we're just doing this because we believe in it so much. It's our passion project. Exactly. Go back to the episode before this. Yes. And you'll we talk about a passion project. Learn all about passion projects. So, Sarah, let's bring us back about, what do you say, a year ago, maybe about 10 months ago. It was still warm because it was summer last year. My whole life that I've known you, you said, you should have your own TV show. And I said, we should have our own TV show. That's usually just been the joke that we, we just joke around about things. But the joke has never been light. It's always been about the things that we paid attention to, about culture, about movies, society. about society. It's certain things that we noticed. It was never just light jokes. But about a year ago, last summer, we attended that workshop together that we'd been waiting for for a very long time. We were in Brooklyn. And you said, I got to run early because I'm meeting this photographer for my passion project. Yes. And yes. the workshop was supposed to end around 2 p.m. So by the time you you made plans with the photographer, would have been perfectly fine. But the free flow of things to come, like when you show up to these things, I had no other plans. I brought my dog with me, which means that I'm free to stay as long as the dog is, I mean, you know, it, there's, no, there's no reason for me to go anywhere else. And the workshop ended up being more of a sidewalk conversation at the cafe at that we where we were where we were and then we went on to and the conversation kept on going and you were like well i gotta go and i was like i want to hear i want to stay so i stayed you left and met the photographer we were talking about earlier the the episode just before this one was about passion projects and and one of the things about the lecture the um the workshop we the were workshop at that, that day. we went to that day was about kind of kicking all that into gear and I decided, yes, this all rings true. We should kick this into gear. One of the biggest things I think is a hurdle is asking for help. Yes. And 
I my reluctance, and this I'm just speaking for myself, is that I have a difficult time asking for help. So do I. And you know the I feel you. the the workshop that we went to kind of teased all that out to kind of say that it was okay to really ask for help, to ask for guidance, and to ask for the things that you really want out of life. And I really wanted to jumpstart a passion project that I had in mind. And I had to ask somebody to do a little bit of work for me. And so I met up with a photographer. We all met up and we had dinner that day. Well, what I want to say is you made that commitment to the photographer. Yes. And we both made the commitment to the workshop, but the workshop was supposed to end at 2 Mm p.m. I happened to have the freedom to linger on and you left. So for me... I came from the outside to that interaction that you were having with the photographer. He was already a friend of yours through your family. But from the outside, I stayed and hung out with with the people who wanted to hang out with the person who held the workshop and the other. I mean, for me, at that point, I was like, well, I'll, I'll meet you. I just still felt like. But I really appreciate that you knew that your project needed you to meet the photographer. Mm. There's... I always appreciate someone who can say, well, I can, I love how this can lag on till the end of time, but I, 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 yeah, I need to be somewhere else. Yes. And to be able to say that takes a lot of guts and takes a lot of, it isn't a disrespect to this, to the situation, which after all of this, like inspirational workshop that we both attended, you go, you go meet your photographer, and then I come up meet you with you guys at that Brooklyn show about street art. Yes, that was and a good show. That was really that was impressive. Amazing, like like having people like parts of graffiti in, involved in there. There was a lot of like two dimensional art that felt like three dimensional. There was like the cardboard that felt like full on like with oh, sound yes. effects. I have so much photography. Like I took so much pictures of so many pictures of us that day. But coming from the high of this workshop that we're already ready to go and then we meet the photographer i didn't even know who he was he's a friend of yours who had happened to end up taking our season two cover photography for us yes um he's incredibly talented we ended up going you know from the gallery show to just grab dinner because it was time for that in the neighborhood in the neighborhood in brooklyn but the beauty of it is it is the night that we not only we we have always known the conversation that we always have has been nerdy enough to be but having an audience of one that is cozy enough that's personal enough to just all of a sudden spin into saying you guys this conversation is just amazing because there was a moment where i was venting about my girlfriend and me getting into it and the way that you came in and we've talked about this in previous episodes how you said let me tell you my perspective on that. And all of a sudden, we were like, I was like, yeah, that's true. And we just came out of it. And all of a sudden, we were having this conversation about how we do need to face each other in life and how we get past it by not, by trying to be better. Mm-hmm. And how do you change the narrative is what you told me. And you and I just, you know, in our usual drunk stupor, we just like... <laughs> talking off like we've already been talking all day long about you know like from through the exercise and what just happened here what did you just guys do like you said something he said something back and you said 
Oh, well, that's really inspiring. Thank you so much. And like, this doesn't happen. Like, what is this? Yes. I remember his reaction. So on the way back, we all took a car together back to Comba Circle. And I remember on the car, and I was like planning the podcast. Basically, that's the, that, that is the impetus. Impetus? I don't know. I think we already had it there. It's always that, been there. It's always been there. We we sit down and talk about nerdy things and like we, nothing is just as like, hey, what's up? Have you seen the last Kardashians? Like it's never been our conversation. <laughs> you know, like we're not talking about. I don't know. Like we're not talking about the headlines of USA Have Today. You seen the last Kardashians. We talk yeah. about. The movies that we've seen, how it impacts how you view life. So all of this has been cooking for decades from our conversations, how we want to talk about the things that we've been cooking together. I don't think we took it together to have a project together, but I think that has cemented what this podcast became about. Do you think it was that time that was the, the start, the nucleus of the idea because I feel it was further into the past than that. And then what solidified it was really us sitting down and just really brainstorming. We have always had the potential. You have always joked about, you should have your TV show. And I said, you should have your TV show. That was always a joke, but it was never a serious conversation. Hmm. For me... The first time I felt like, because I was going through this phase in my life where I was like, I need to make meaning out of the work that I do. Part of why we went to the workshop, tell me about yourself. The entire challenge of the workshop was tell me about yourself. And we sit there and everybody in that room, it's like 12, 14 people, was new to each other. And you and I have known each other for, what, 18 years? And... We talk about the one experience that really changed you or impacted you. And you talk about a Lenny Kravitz concert. And I talk about my trip to Oaxaca. And we both look at each other and be like, I've known you my own life. And I've never heard about this. Yes. And everyone's looking at us. You've known each other your whole lives. <laughs> and we're like, because we're the only ones that in that entire workshop that have actually had the history of saying, this is why this workshop works. This is why Holly is that amazing because she poses the questions and in her own words, creating these uncomfortable pockets for us to really respond to. Yes. We come out of that. It's happenstance that all of the sudden we took the workshop for our individual explorations of where we want to go in our careers or in our creative lives or whatever it was it wasn't this defined that somehow cemented us and at the end of that conversation be like we've known each other for this long and i'm still learning things about you there is so much to dig up here and so what we wanted to do was kind of filter that into something that we can start talking about on a more general level Yes, because we also are creatives. We've been talking about challenges. What I mean is like life throws shit at you. Life throws things at you that you do not see coming. I did not think that I was going to have to figure out how to pay workers comp insurance and fill out audits <laughs> once a year, which is like the, the like I did that this week. And it's it gives me so much anxiety. And I call them and they're so kind on the phone, but it drives me. It's my nightmare. So all of these things that we end up doing, this is not, you don't plan out, but you can kind of, if we're proactive about how we want to go about our lives. So we 
we're always talking about the movies. We were always talking about things in the bigger scheme. When I watched Queen Sugar and, and I found out who L.A. DuVernay was, I wanted you to see that show. It's a very specific story. I like individual stories. It might be too soapy for someone else. The storyline doesn't matter. The way that the beauty of the landscape of Louisiana is pictured, let alone the racial cultures and all this stuff. And clearly, we have a lot to say about all those hot topics as well. We talk about these when we meet random lunch spots around New York City. This is what we talk about. So that conversation has value to more than just you and me. Yes, I was gonna. I was gonna say. I was gonna interject that these conversations that we have, they are beyond us, and they are beyond what we talk about, because we kind of take into fact the larger society as a whole and take all that in, process that, and we really we really interrogate that. And I think that night in Brooklyn, what triggered the conversation was I was just really venting, and you told me a story about you and your family relationships and said, this is how I changed the narrative. And that those two words, changing the narrative, I'm still living by those two words today. Mm. I mentioned in previous um, episodes, but... The interaction that it was almost therapeutic. You have a kind way of saying that feedback. There was this moment that's usually has been our interaction. You never say, "Oh my God, stop venting." Well, you were receptive. We talk, I'm only receptive because you never, you never snap at me. That's that's the <laughs> dynamic that, that makes this conversation. That's that's the dynamic that makes this podcast work because we are very strong individuals that have our own issues that we are also forcing each other to face and i think that's the first moment of truth where someone else outside said oh my god what just happened here you called her out she said oh you're right and then you just guys went about like he's like what just happened here (laughs) and i remember that very clearly because that was the moment where i said this is why this is worthy of a conversation that's how we started so we're gonna come back to how we're gonna keep going now so after that night in brooklyn it took about us a year to make the decision to really well it took a pandemic and quarantine to for us to say okay maybe now Hmm. we can do this podcast the material has always been there the conversation's always been there but we pulled the trigger through that get us there so we you know how it's going backtracking we were sitting down, we were trying to figure out how to actually do this. Now, when we talk about how we were going to put the podcast together, we were actually talking about the bones of what it was going to be, how the format was going to be, what we were going to talk about. All this was during the height of the pandemic, Yeah. just before the quarantine. Ended. And when I mean quarantine ended, I mean, like, that's when we were barely allowed to be on publicly yes you like, as a matter of fact you were probably the first person you were the first person i, I saw, saw out of the four months of the quarantine <laughs> that was my only human interaction until i actually came out and saw you in brian park so we went to brian park crazy demonstrations in new york where a lot of protests all of the protests were happening so we sat at Bryant Park, we started hashing this out, we started just kind of scribbling things on paper, and we thought to ourselves, this is becoming a serious endeavor. Uh, how should we do this? What should we talk about? 
what are gonna what's gonna what's gonna what's the format going to be? What what's your recollection? I remember walking because I was like, well, I'm not really gonna train. I'm gonna get walked down to Bryan Park. It's walkable distance from where I live right now. It wasn't like this peaceful moment where like I showed up in your office and you just like, like penned it out how this is all gonna happen, but. I feel like because it's been cooking for literally since the first day we met, I feel like this is like the, the first season of like the first album, right? They've been living in those emotions for 15 years. They had so much to say yes. in one album. But then you finish that and you go into the second one, you're like, what? I think knowing all of this about rock history, we both decided that we want to take a break after the first season. Yes. But starting it, Everything was ready to burst already. We were sitting there in Bryant Park over our Starbucks weird, like, you know, tea concoctions. And we sound tested things. We were looking to buying mics. We hadn't bought anything yet. But I think that conversation, again, for me, like, looking back on it, maybe it wasn't as significant at the moment. But today, I think it's ironic that... The first person I saw after the quarantine is you mm. talking about the state of affairs and all of the nerdy things that we get into. But the last person I saw before I did not leave my apartment for four months was also you oh in Bryant Park. Yes. <laughs> because we had this routine where when your Friday was available, you would just text me and I'd come down for lunch because I work from home or my office used to be in Columbus Circle. So I could just like... I work for myself, so I have the freedom of saying, okay, you tell me when, and I just take the train down. We walked around Amazing. for like an hour, ended up at Taco Bell of all places. <laughs> I have a picture. It looked glorious. It was like I hadn't had Taco Bell in years. It was a new we Taco had this Bell. lunch, and we're like talking about this looming disaster that's coming over us, and it's like a sunny, bright day in Bryant Park. And I remember saying, listen, like, I keep thinking about, like, when we're in this Bryant Park space and we see the big library building to our right, I really have a straight-up flashback to 12 Monkeys, where that scene in the beginning, we're in, Phil in Philadelphia, where, like, all the, the, the creatures are, like, you know, like, the free wildlife is coming to life. It's a snowy moment, and it's, like, this government building. It is not Bryant Park, New York's library, but it has a similar feeling of like, you know, big government building, big space area. And we're like in, sitting there eating our Taco Bell. And I'm like, we are going to quarantine after this. It was the last yes. social thing I had. And what do we do? We nerd about 12 monkeys dystopic and dystopic futures. futures. Yes. That's what we do. That's why this is a podcast. So we went in to the quarantine at this like really nerdy conversation and then came out of it literally together at the same location in Bryant Park, mm -hmm. testing how we record on a phone without a microphone, looking into what to buy. I think, well, you said like buying the microphone was the decision making point. I feel like the microphone, you know, for a podcast is the biggest thing audio is is important obviously and i felt like that was the stepping stone that really put us over the threshold to say oh my god we got to take this serious because first of all microphones are expensive they're not cheap and that was the first thing that we really said to ourselves this is going to be our major investment that means we're all in yeah we both bought mics 
And then the second part was the hosting platform. Now you could speak oh more God. on that than, oh my God. than, the hosting than I can. I mean, you Google podcast hosting platforms, a whole million oh, things come out. Lot, you re- read the reviews. All different the- levels, <laughs> pay grades. The irony and, and serendipity of things is I am a single woman in New York City dating online. And I matched with a man who happened to be um, a sound engineer at the time. Literally, the week of us making the decision on what platform to go. And, you know, you make small talk on these dating platforms to just kind of like, you know, talk about what you're trying to do. Like, if I have a project coming up, what else am I going to talk about? You know, I talk about the project I have going on. And and I see in his profession, and he's a sound engineer, and he goes like, well, I know this and that. And I'm like, listen, we are creatives but we're visuals we have no clue what we're doing with the sound platform we're just getting into this like we're so excited and then he goes you should try anchor and i swear to you in all of the google searches that we tried anchor never showed up no do you remember it i don't No, there's plenty of other platforms and there's a lot of happenstance and how this project kind of aligned itself with what we're doing is i was renting this office space it, at a co-working place uptown for two years. Mm. Right before the quarantine, I was like, listen, I want to bring, I want to start coming downtown more. I need to change the circumstances. I, I, I need to change the environment that I am creative about. And I found this artist studio where there's four artists, very old school, New York place. It was very cool. It was super cool. It was very cool. Very High New ceilings, York. very old ceiling. Like very old New York, but like old ceilings and fire escape and everything. And then the type of place maybe you could find so easily all around 10 years ago. But it is one of the last standing places in the city. Like to find a place like that, you have to go to Brooklyn now. I, I'm like, mm-hmm. I appreciate the fact that it only brought me down to Lower East Side, which was amazing. But... My rent kicked in March 1st, and then we went into quarantine March 7th. So, then, like, I it. literally, like, yeah. paid rent for that space for three months, and I was, like, I justified it by saying that it is going to create a more social interaction with more creative people that I surround myself with. Well, I was still working from home, so I decided to stop that. But we needed a place to record, and I went back to, like, what's out there other than what I already had. And we found this place, the farm in Soho. This place has been around for a decade. It's nothing new. Mm. I just never, I don't know, like, it just never lined up the same way. And all of a sudden, there's a foam padded recording room of the workspace that I get to rent. Amazing. So we have... What a, are the odds? Yes. So we had an actual recording room, which is pretty cool. It's, I mean, it's tight. Yes. It is super tight. In the summer, it's super hot. But at the end of the day, you like if we stayed in the fancy art studio in the Lower East Side with all the art space, it was high ceiling, it echoed off the microphones and all of that. So the th- the way that things line up, right? Like we get recommended anchor, we find this workspace that we're freely allowed to come in, the entire team without any extra issues, which I have I've been renting spaces from co working companies for the last six years and this is the first time that I actually feel like they are just happy to have me here and enable the work that we want to do instead of getting in the way of it for sake of their profits but more importantly I, 
I feel like I don't want to interject the metaphysical, but I feel like things line up for reason and things yeah. happen for reason in your in in one's life. And I feel like for us to go on this journey together and get all these um, charms or whatever have you in the way of us putting this together is amazing. I mean, Those are just cherries on top. Yes, and that's and that's incredible because here we are, we're putting an idea, a concept forward that we believe in, and the universe is bending its energy towards us. I, I to know, support I know that it. sounds I know. weird. I don't want to even start to be that person. Listen, but are, I feel I, like I the universe is bending us towards this direction. And, you know, and we're talking and about how it started and how it's going. This is how it's going. I think, yeah, that's how it started. When we were starting out, we needed all these, I know it might sound random, but these all these random signs supported the feeling that we are in the right physical space. Mm. We were ready to do this. The work was already, like, bubbling up to explode. We just needed the place and the platform and the physical space to outlet it. And we found that very easily because we said, okay, we are ready to put it out. And it all kind of so, lined up. So what do you think? But that doesn't mean that we didn't work hard or we did not. We just waited around for it to line up for us. Of course not. Of course I not. I think the message is that when you really do work, things will go wrong and things will go right. And the things that go right, you will cherish a lot more deeply like the way that we're doing right now. What I wanted to ask is the challenges that we face, what do you think were some of the direct challenges? Huh. Sound? Well, you know, like. You and I were both visual creators. Yes. Sound editing? Not my forte. I, I mean, not my forte either. You took that on, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> Once again, not my forte. Well, we both did the research. We looked into the platforms, but I was like, oh, my God. Like, when you go into sound, uh, there's, like, channels and stuff. I still don't know. I don't want to. But here's the thing. I don't want to know. Like, yeah. right? There's a difference of, like, I just need the sound to sound good enough without me getting too nerdy detail into it. I have so much respect for sound engineers. You remember the picture that I sent you the first time I tried to edit our first, very first episode? <laughs> so I send you a picture of me trying to edit the episode and you and you text me, so how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and it's and it's a picture of smashed headphones. Oh no, that's on the second episode when you were like, we were trying to catch the. I was in Rhinebank, and I barely had any internet. And oh I was like, my goodness! Oh my god, that was the second oh, episode. The first god. one, we were trying to figure. We're just trying to figure out the sound, how to just get the sound up, and right? I, and I was losing my damn mind, trying to figure this out. Yes. I just need to know enough basics to put it out. So when I need to get into a really high-end editing software and there's channels and stuff, I don't care about the channels. I just need to sound good. I just need it to sound like it's a professional so That's software. a challenge that we had to figure out. And like, we're still working on that. I mean, yes. So we, I mean, even the sound of, like, the, the jingles that come in through the episode, like, Thankfully, Anchor provides them, and we're very happy with that. But now we're at the place where we want something more unique to more the bespoke. spirit of, yes, more bespoke to the spirit of the of Gatsby Fridays. 
it's so much work already that we're like, okay, let's just keep it going consistent for another until the end the of the season. There's so all these things that you always want to do more, but like the sound editing and finding advice out there on like there's a lot of blogs and stuff that I I'm very good at like participating in to get information out but oh my god the problem is that we're not sound engineers we don't want to be from the other side the subject matter was always there but we already had all like we talked about like the conversations was always there for us to kind of form it into a proper podcast but that required two aspects there needs to be art and there needs to be writing and you took on the writing because you you said you wanted to write and you took on the art which which i am grateful for because i think your aesthetic and your eye also we know each other so um, before any of that we know each other and we know what we're what our capabilities of and i knew that you could handle the art also you came with a very very strong perspective an idea of what you thought that the art for Gatsby Friday should be, which is amazing because here we are, we're talking about a concept that's kind of really in the air, and you made it reality, which is incredible because you put a visual to our conversations, which is But also, amazing. you didn't fundamentally challenge it either. I think we've talked about partnerships in the past, in past episodes, mm-hmm. where... The reason that this interaction works is that when you have an opposing perspective, I don't feel threatened or I don't just counteract it out of gut. I listen to you and there's a respect that I say, this is what Gatsby should look like in 2020. And you say, okay, let's go for it. You don't really discourage me because it wasn't your idea. There's a lot of like, you know, in creative partnerships, there's this expectation that the ego comes in the way. We have somehow magically never had that problem. I have so much respect. And that doesn't mean that we didn't argue in terms of what we want to do in certain things. Like, I really hate how branded channels look with when you put seven different logos of Spotify, Apple, and Amazon all on the same page. And you were like, well, when you don't use their own branding and you just distill it to gray, they disappear. We need to show that we are on all those platforms. Like, there was a really valuable conversation. And, and at times when I was working in media that I fought, it's not the first time I fought that argument. I, but this is the first time I said, okay, I will, I will heed and I will listen. There's a, there's a level of respect that we have for each other in terms of, how this should flourish. Somehow, this botanical view was always cooking in my mind. We talked about side projects. We talked about personal interests in the past episodes. This is nothing new in that aspect. But there's a level of personal attachment that I have to lush greenery that I have been collecting graphic images of for past couple of years. It's nothing new. It was cooking there already irrelevant to this conversation and it lends itself well to the aesthetic of what you wanted this to be i, I mean it, look but at the maybe same time, my slight bias is because i think it looks beautiful because it's our branding yeah but but, but if you didn't you would have told me yes that, and that's the point I, I feel like that's and that's the thing like we have the symbiotic relationship where we can really call each other out if things are not not even the way we personally think it should be 
if it's just not brand appropriate. And so far, I it's been I really am sometimes amazed at the dynamic that we have is because you're not my first creative interaction or project colleague. Mm. We've known each other for a very long time. We've been friends, but being friends and putting a project together, Two different it's things. like mixing money and friends kind of conversation. As long as, as soon as things get serious, it changes things. Your commitment to it, the way that you respect each other's time, all of that we're just discovering now. So part of the challenge has been, yes, I came up with this idea. You happen to love it, but there has been occasions where you're like, well, I don't know. I don't love that. In the second season, you have driven a lot of my selection for the cover uh, photo shoot, which I, I ask because I want that feedback from you. I don't want to be the one that's completely making all the decisions. But there was early on in the first season, the, our first picture um, selection, and I found this one very Art Deco-looking picture who should not have a handle. And you're like, it doesn't have a handle. And I was like, listen... <laughs> it's late on a Thursday night. This needs to go live tomorrow morning. It looks Art Deco. It's a picture. It's going. I understand it doesn't have a handle, <laughs> but you know what? That's not the battle to fight right now. I hear you, but I'm going with it. But you don't always also say, how dare you? Like, I hear you. I understand what you have a problem with, but it's good enough because within the time, like, because, you know, making these des- design decisions is always, it's not about just what always perfectly looks right, but it's also, is it the right decision within the given time frame? Because is the, oh, pic- yes. is the picture of a picture worth pushing the live time? Like, it wasn't for that particular situation. But then there's other incidents where you're like, well, you know, like, I picked this one shot, and you're like, it's too serious for this subject. And I'm like, but I like this shot. And you're like, no, that's not the, that's not the right one. And I'm like, yeah, okay, okay, I'll go pick another one. There's the, the conversation is, I think the most important thing is we respect each other. When I say the picture is going, you don't say, how dare you? The same way that when I say, really, not this shot? And you say, no, I don't go, well, it's my decision. I think the level of respect that we have in each other's creative vision is why we have been able to do so many episodes so far. And it's the same thing. I know you cite me as being the one that's writing the episodes, but we honestly write the episodes together. I mean, the reason why, even though it doesn't seem like it's scripted, and for the most part it's not, we kind of have a general understanding of what the theme of of an episode is going to be, and we parcel out that theme into three sections, and then we go on into those three sections and answer those questions within those I mean, those you sections. define that outline. Yes. The same way I define the overall look, you define the outline of how we should approach this conversation. You're the one that decided we should have a check-in and, and cocktail. All of these were your writing creative. And we, But we both go in and f- fill all those aspects out. I mean, it, it's not, you know... I'm glad I have you as a partner to work on the cocktails. Oh, you got a lot of drinking for the cocktail creation. Because it's, work. it's it's wonderful. It's a great it's a great aspect of, of of what the format of the show is. But we really both dig into what it is that we want to say about the episode and what the cocktail needs to say about the episode, as well as you know the check in is something that we both I feel like. I've grown to like it as much as I despise it. I like it. I like it because it really just gives us kind of a base level on how we're feeling 
for uh, that day and go into the episode kind of with a clean slate. That and also puts the it puts a timestamp on whatever the subject we're talking about. Not yes. every subject we discuss is historically relevant for that moment. So, like for example, our first cultural legacy episode, mm. the Ruth Bader Ginsburg episode, she happened to pass away, and it wanted us to talk about the legacy she left behind and kind of made us create this like okay let's let's address this because she's not the first one that created this visual legacy for us but it's something that we can address from a visual perspective because we're not political activists here but there's a visual aspect to what she created with the descent necklace and the collar and all of that stuff but that happened because it happened in time and to be able to wing it towards that is kind of what the flexibility of it is. And to be able to talk about that, um, there was the episode where we had no inclination of being political. And then we walked out for coffee before recording and found out that Breonna Taylor, um, oh, the, ver- the, the verdict the that came out, that, the decision yes. that came out. And that was very disappointing. And so, I mean, I think it makes us more human other than these like timeless things that we can talk about, creatives and non-creatives in a, in a business engagement. But it is also important, this is a podcast, this is not an information show, this is not... It's not a news show. It's not a news show, this is not an educational video. This is about you and me, who we are, and how we carry through this life, trying to lead a productive and creative life. So... I think that check-in, as much as I dread it every time I'm coming into the office, that I'm like, well, I'm going to have to talk about what I wear now, and I don't like what I want to wear But it's wear more right about now. what you're wearing. It's how you're feeling. Yes. The literal question is, how you're feeling, and what are well, you wearing? Don't let me go down that rabbit hole of post-quarantine, I don't feel good in what I'm wearing. Okay. So, in general, like I'm like, well, but then I'm going to have to talk about it now. <laughs> so... I, it may, it has also pulled me out of this, like, we never leave our apartments. So when I leave, doesn't matter what I put on, is no longer a thing because now I'm going to go talk about it and we're going to put it on a podcast. So what I wear matters. It kind of pulls you together in, in terms of, a, okay, I'm going on to society and no longer in my apartment with my dog alone, right? Like, it, it as much as I dread it, it, is, and it has a positive impact in generally how I live my life when I'm on my way to record, which is a good thing. Thank you for hanging with us. For a list of resources mentioned in this week's episode, hop onto our site, GatsbyFridays.com. You can find the Gatsby Negroni recipe on the website, GatsbyFridays.com. For show notes, or if you want to leave a comment or suggest show topics, get at us on our site. Don't forget to rate us, give us five stars, and write a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us to get in front of more ears and build our audience. Or if you're a Spotify person, make sure you follow Gatsby Fridays. Follow us on Instagram for exclusive content like Sarah making this week's drink on our Insta stories and throughout the week. Stay with us on our next episode. We talk about Design Book Club. This This is is Gatsby Gatsby Fridays. Fridays. Thank you for hanging with us. For a list of resources mentioned in this week's episode, hop onto our site, GatsbyFridays.com. You can find the Gatsby Negroni recipe on the website, GatsbyFridays.com. For show notes or if you want to leave a comment or suggest show topics, get at us on our site. 
Don't forget to rate us, give us five stars, and write a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us to get in front of more ears and build our audience. Or if you're a Spotify person, make sure you follow Gatsby Fridays. Follow us on Instagram for exclusive content like Sarah making this week's drink on our Insta stories and throughout the week. Stay with us on our next episode. We talk about Design Book Club. This This is is Gatsby Gatsby Fridays. Fridays.